Hello and welcome to the very first edition of the Stay at Home Fans podcast. We're coming to you from a basement in Denver. My name is Charlie Hargrave, and I'm here with my co-host, Dane Mellick. How are you, Charles? And Evan Smith. Hello, stay-at-home fans, listeners. <laughs> yeah, so we're just... Uh, listen, hopefully plural. <laughs> hopefully. Eventually, Fingers it will crossed. be. It will be. I'm sure I can get my mom and one of my sisters. <laughs> <laughs> just one, the other one's out of it. But, uh, to, yeah, I mean, the other two... Uh, no interest. Uh, no, no chance. One just had a kid. The other's an artist. Probably none of my sisters will listen to this, but whatever. <laughs> but I, I know I can con Jenny into listening. You know, being big, big brother. She's my little sister. Well, you know what? Jenny's not our target market, okay? Mm-hmm. Sorry, Jenny. Yeah, probably not. But that would make plural listeners, and we need that. <laughs> um, but yeah, for everyone out there, we're just uh, three average guys who uh, really like sports have lots of interesting discussions about sports and uh, just figured it only made sense to start recording ourselves and uh, letting you share in and contribute. So uh, without further ado, let's uh, jump into how the week's been, guys. Hey, Dane? Not so bad. Um, For a I, guy who's been on the shelf all week. Yeah, dude. I've old been, Dane. I've been, yeah, I'm getting old, man. I've been, uh, I've been dealing with some back problems the last couple days and i haven't been sleeping that much which is awesome do you have gout and uh like <laughs> do you have to Depression. like pee all the time yeah. i like, do you, you're sounding pretty old over See there. that heating pad right there yeah i've been sitting <laughs> on that damn thing for like three days straight because my back has been killing but i ended up getting a massage yesterday which was phenomenal nice did that um male or female masseuse female you ever had a male masseuse no, but the, you know uh, they did actually miss offer Seuss, a miss sister, masseur, a monsieur. Yeah, yeah. Is there is masseuse gender neutral? Masseuse or Mister Seuss? Yeah, yeah, it could be the one of those. Mister Seuss. I guess I don't know. They did offer one yesterday. Um, I think that Mister Seuss used to write a lot of children's books. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't Dr. want his Seuss. hands on me. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's disrespectful to call him Mister. Yeah, no, that's his brother. Yeah, it's his brother. Good old Doctor Seuss. Um, but yeah, no, I actually, I legitimately considered getting a mail because I was like, you know, I want, I want some pressure going on. <laughs> so so you be, got the that'd be sex or anything. So you got the Miss Seuss with like the Seinfeld man her, hands. Her name was unique. Huh? That's yep. a very her name was unique. Well, what New was York? it? Um, it was a female. <laughs> it was a female. Yeah, but what was her name? Unique. Well, I know, but what was it? <laughs> New York. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. But it was, uh, so yeah, I've been doing that for the last like, couple of days, and I've been kind of bedridden, unfortunately. Applying for a lot of jobs, which is awesome. That'll really it, take it out of your back, though. Yeah, cause Chuck and I are fun employed, so it's been it's pretty awesome, though. We're literally <laughs> stay-at-home fans. We How'd are. you uh, hurt it? <laughs> this here's where the old person comes in. So I was sitting on my couch upstairs, applying for jobs, and I did a nice little roll back and roll forward to stand up. And all of a sudden, I heard like a little pop. <laughs> I was like, "Uh oh, that's not normal." Oh boy. Um, and it is a pretty a sudden, cushy couch up there, though, so I can see yeah, ha- why you need to, you know, get some yeah. momentum with your legs. That couch, you you sink into that thing pretty bad, and I just like had to get up, and all of a sudden, I was like, "Uh oh," laid down. It just started getting progressively worse throughout the night, and then. Next thing you know, I'm 
bitching to you guys for like three days. <laughs> it's like you can't move. 29 going on 70. Yeah, I know. That reminds me of that Louis C.K. bit where I think he's talking about like his ankle or something. And he goes, to the, that's been bothering him. And he goes to his doctor mm-hmm. and his doctor's like, yeah, well, you can do a couple of these stretches and exercises and I might help a little bit. And he's like, okay, cool. Well, so that'll make it go away. And he's like, oh, no, this is just going to hurt forever now. (laughs) (laughs) Once you get to this This age. This is just what happens. It's just a part of you. It seems like injuries just, you know, just stay there. They just feel a little bit better, but they're always there. I'm here on out. Like, I have no cards in my left knee, so... Literally, when, I, when a storm comes, I can like tell you when a storm's <laughs> coming because, because I can feel my knee start to the barometric pressure is decreasing. I know you're so like that girl from knee. Mean Girls. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. It's great, man. It's fantastic. But so that's my that's been my week so far. Pretty solid. Yeah, Oof. I'll say. It's not <laughs> rough. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, Evan, what's been cooking with you, dude? Um, well, been doing a lot of cooking. Made some good meals last week. Um, yeah. Anything that you're going to remake? Probably. We've been making these chicken wraps, and it's a boring of a topic, but um, they've been really good. Dude, food's awesome. Probably going to do that more. Other than that, uh, I also have kind of a quiet week. I mean, busy, as always. Uh, working the full-time job, trying to stay in shape. Still doing my 100 push-ups every day. I like that pretty sure. jab at the uh, full-time job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. If anything, Rub it in. I, I assure you. I'd rather be in your spot. <laughs> um, hey, maybe someday. Sparred with your roommate today. Did you kick his ass? No, we just went like literally like 20%, super light, just working more on movement and finding openings and stuff more than, you know, not trying to hurt each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was fun. Um, man, I'm like totally drawing a blank. Watched the fight, watched a bunch of fights last weekend. Um, UFC fights, Bellator fights, rough and rowdy from Barstool. Um, other than that, what was your favorite thing from the rough and rowdy? Oh, definitely the ring card girl competition. <laughs> yeah, there was not not because I'm some yeah. pig dude that likes just looking at hot girls in thongs. Not just not because just that you're reason. A yeah, big yeah. dude that likes looking at hot chicks. That didn't thongs. hurt. But the best part was like if you have a normal ring card girl, normally at an event, they kind of walk around the outside of the ring where there's a either like a hardened platform or the mat's really tight there. But these were. Not professional ring card girls, just just ones competing in this competition, and they would walk around the inside of the mat, which was very squishy. Yeah, and they're soft. all wearing like <laughs> five inch stilettos. I mean, just ankle breaker after ankle breaker. Did and they, did they get money or something for being the best ring girl? Yeah, I think the winner got two thousand dollars. Damn, not bad. <laughs> and medical bills paid for. It's <laughs> a lot of meth they could buy. <laughs> That was very true. Uh, um, yeah, no, I think a lot of them. Cast. I think a lot of them were like WVU students uh, wow. or Pitt students or something. Yeah, um, a lot of girls rocking uh, very short cowboy girl cowgirl shorts, playing to the hometown <laughs> crowd. Boy girl, cowboy. <laughs> similar to the Miss Seuss, Mister Seuss. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, man, just so many, so many wipeouts. That had to be my favorite part. Um, the headlining event. Which they did in the middle of the card, which I thought was weird. Sounds uh, smart. Smitty versus Chef, two uh, Barstool employees. Um, put on a great show. Congratulations to Smitty on his uh, victory there. A um, little controversy in who won the decision. I, I, was, I thought that they got it right, though. Um, El Prez was not stoked about the decision. Um, but yeah, all in all, I thought it was extremely entertaining. Um, 
$9.99 is worth it every time for me. So I Bingo. will con- continue to purchase that. Um, but other than that, it's been a relatively slow week for me, which has been kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Get a little bit back in order and organized and did some research for this cast. Get those Sweet. thoughts straight. I like that. Chuck, yeah. you were out of town all weekend, which bummed me out. Oh, man. I've been riding that high all week. <laughs> I can't believe it's Thursday. This past weekend was the best. I was up in uh, Silverthorne, Colorado, up right by the all the ski resorts up there, playing in the PBR-sponsored Pabst Blue Ribbon Professional bull riding? Ho- yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, the PBR uh, pond hockey If you hockey had to tournament. play hockey while riding a bull, that would be my new favorite sport, I think. Like the new lacrosse? No, but, it'd be uh, like the new... But you have to do it on a bull. It'd be the new polo. <laughs> polo. That's what I meant that's to say. Polo. Yeah, yeah. That's what I meant to say. I don't know lacrosse. how well a bull would fare on ice, but I'd be interested to see. I mean... Uh, it, good I'd luck pay, staying on that bad boy. I'd pay nine ninety nine for that pay-per-view. Yeah. Huh? I, pr- I probably would, too. I, I, I don't think I'd like to participate, though. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I don't know. I'm not that extreme. Definitely no. not. But this pond hockey tournament, man, this thing was heaven on earth. On ice. Well, yeah, on ice. Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> um, right as you register, the thing is sponsored by PBR. You get your like swag. You get your hats. You get your pucks. And uh, a 24-pack of PBR for your team of like nice. five people. And... Uh, yeah, then there was like 100-plus teams out there in five different divisions, uh, two days of round-robin play, and then single elimination tournament on each of the divisions. But it was just awesome. Su- such a, an electric environment, tons of people out there that just absolutely love hockey. And some of the funniest team names that you could imagine. Um, there was an all-girls team that was probably my favorite uh over their hockey gear, they wore lingerie, like huge thongs <laughs> nice. over their uh, hockey pants, and they were chicks with sticks. Um, that's that's a, a great name. name. Yeah. yeah, it's a fantastic name. There's also Puck Norris, where they're all wearing like the karate outfit over their <laughs> hockey gear, <laughs> and they all wore black helmets. I don't know. It was great. Nice. Um, I was my team though. Uh, I think we were the only ones to read the fine print about registering. I was in a 45 and older team called the Greyhawks. Very nice. A bunch of old dads who are all in their 50s and 60s from Chicago. (laughs) The Greyhawks is great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, then I was like the young ringer. And so they were, they signed up not expecting to win like any games. And then we ended up advancing to the semifinals. Could you have gotten kicked out of the tournament for that no because apparently if you read the fine print and registration you were allowed one player under 45 that's awesome nice. but nobody read it so i was <laughs> the only person i was the youngest person in the division by at least 15 years think I'll, about that the one time you read how many often how many times you read fine print in anything the one time you read fine print at a pbr hockey tournament yeah, never <laughs> south park did a whole episode about uh, it i guess that, i'm not yeah. surprised that only one of the old man teams was able to read the fine print with their vision going down so that makes sense uh, yeah <laughs> But yeah, it was awesome. We made it to the semifinals before. Uh, <laughs> uh, what did we, we forfeited our game because uh, yeah. too drunk? That we didn't want to play the team that beat us by twenty goals. It was definitely going to win the tournament, and Woof. people had to catch flights because they weren't expecting us to even advance <laughs> out of the round robin. Yeah. We made it to the semifinals. Yeah, but uh, that's like the opposite of that commercial for Southwest. I think where that coach is like. I already booked our <laughs> tickets for after the, we win the tournament. And they yeah. lose the first game. <laughs> yeah. 
transparency, man. It's, yeah. it's all free. It's How was it promotion. playing outside? Oh, man, playing outside was gnarly. If you played early in the morning before the sun rose over the mountains, it was bone-chillingly uh, cold. I bet. I was wearing, like, two thermals underneath my gear and then two jerseys to cut the wind, and it was still freezing. My entire mustache Oof. froze. Oh, I bet. So at least yeah. for the first game, I looked like I was over 45 because I had a totally frozen, like, gray mustache. Blended in. Yeah, exactly. But uh, then playing during the day, it was... Uh, it was tough because it was so bright out. Like you had the sun oh, and yeah. it was like reflecting off the ice. So people were literally wearing sunglasses on the ice. That sounds like it has migraine written all over it for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. But uh, it was uh, it was pretty awesome. It was so much fun. It was just like an electric environment. People taking nice. uh, minnow shots. Oh, They had like a barefoot race to like obstacle course that you had to do on the pond. Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't do that. I, yeah, <laughs> sounds that sounds. Ugh. But hockey, like, pe- hockey, hockey people are like yeah, mildly insane. Just like in Blades of Glory, have you ever seen that movie? When, <laughs> oh. when he takes, he's like, oh, "Watch what I can do." He takes off his shirt, he slides down, <laughs> slides down the ice. And he goes, "Yo, I can do this." And he takes off his skates and starts skating around the ice. Shit's <laughs> pretty funny. But uh, yeah, that movie. was uh, that was my weekend, and uh, yeah, Good. still riding high off of that. That it's sounds just awesome. Electric. Finally, farting off the rest of the PBR though. <laughs> We Man. can tell. <laughs> a lot of pregame drinking in this tournament? There was just tons and tons of drinking. Nice. All the way through. Nice. During the game. How did uh, the older gentlemen hold up towards the partying aspect? Man, some of the older guys were the real champions. Dude, like, I feel like they get they that weekend away from their family. Exactly. Oh, yeah. They're away from the wife and they kids. They go hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, making up for all the lost time. Yeah, that's yeah, like that's what that's what happens when we have our scrub cup tournament. Like all the married people that have kids, they're just like, dude, I look forward to this weekend every year, and yeah. they just drink all night. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's just great. Well, speaking of the scrub cup, uh, should we take this over to the the gentlemen's game? Shall we have a nice round of gentlemen's talk here? We shall. This we is shall. the segment where we uh, begin speaking of golf. <laughs> Now, there's some big things going on down in uh, Florida. Oh, yeah. The Honda oh, yeah. Classic's going on at PGA National. Oh, yeah. The, yes, the golfers are back in Florida. I and think I'm just going to. Is this yeah. the first tournament in Florida for the year? Yeah. I think during Gentleman's mm-hmm. Talk, I'm just going to talk like I'm the guy from the fairway. Yeah. I like that. I'm going to be the loud, annoying fan. <laughs> what do you think about Jim's Bone McKay? Jim Bones McKay doing. Um, I'm a fan. Doing the commentary. Fan. I like, like him. him. I think he's pretty good. He's very knowledgeable. He, I do think he's he's still learning, you know, his cues to when to talk yeah. and when not to talk, for sure. But, I mean, as far as, you know, insight and stuff, he's, he was with Phil for, I think, like 20 years or so. So he's been around all these guys. He's yeah, comfortable no, with that. them. Like, he's he obviously knows the game really well. Yeah, he seems to really have a nice mind for the game. Yeah, it's very it knowledgeable. I, I like him, though. I think he's great. Yeah, it's very similar to referee big John McCarthy switching mm-hmm. from refereeing to doing the commentating yeah. for Bellator fights. Yeah, exactly. Pretty it's just you get an insight that you don't usually get. No, you don't. Really cool. Yeah, and like now Tony Romo doing, uh, you know, the NFL, kind of the same thing. I love but Tony true. Romo with football. Yeah, man. It's, um, but yeah, it's, so the, yeah, the Florida Springs started today. Um, last year, the champion was Ricky Fowler. He finished at 12-under. Um, this year we have, it's a pretty stacked field this year, actually. They've got 
Tiger Woods is making a second start in a row. Um, and then he's also got um, Rory McIlroy's in the field, Tommy Fleetwood, um, a lot of other studs. And Justin Thomas is up there. But the start of the day, we had Alex Noren coming out to a hot start. He was one of the early tee times, which apparently was better this morning with a lot less wind because it just got apparently pretty brutal. He's at four under, shot 66 today. Um, played really well. Webb Simpson played really well in the afternoon with a four under. Who um, is Alex Norin? Is he? Dude, he's actually he's been top ten golfer for probably the last like year. Really? Not many people know about him, yeah, because he's been on the European tour for so long. Oh, um, yeah, where's he, he from? Norway or Sweden? Or? Sweden. Yeah, Sweden. He played Sweden? in the Ryder Cup. Uh, wait, no, he didn't. No, no, he didn't. I don't think so. No, he didn't. He did not. Um, <laughs> He did not play in the right card. He was, he was one? one of the, the he was uh, supposed to be a captain's pick, but he did not get picked. Oh. But um but yeah, no, so he's he's actually I th- I wanna say he's probably like top I bet now he's probably like eleventh or twelfth in the world around there. Has um, he won much in the US? No. He the, he has no he's rarely plays in the US. He's been, he's mainly been in the he European tour. He just tears tour. it up in the European yeah. tour. Yeah, and this year he decided to uh accept the PGA tour card and he's so now he's play, he's going to be playing in the US a lot. You'll be seeing you'll be seeing his name a lot. Playing with the big boys. Yeah, he played in um he played at Torrey Pines a few weeks ago and he was the guy who lost in the playoff to Jason Day. Mm. Oh, okay. That guy. Um so yeah, he lost, you know, and I think it was a six-hole playoff or whatever it was. Um but yeah, you know, but obviously the main story of the day is going to be Tiger cuz every time Tiger plays, he's going to be you know, the lead guy we talk about. Um, yeah, he went out today, shot an even par. He didn't – he played a lot better than he did last week, I can tell you that. Um, He's still did he right stick? I know he was saying uh, leading up to the tournament that he was only going to hit the driver on like four or six holes, four but, holes, yeah. I think, and he, then four iron most of the, or two iron or something most yeah, of the time. He did, he did not hit the driver very much. He did. I think he hit it probably five or six times today Okay. Um, with the wind and stuff. You know, he hit somewhere he was – like the wind was at his back and he was, you know, might as well try to go for it type thing. How was it looking? Better. Okay. I mean, it was it was at least you know in play, and this is a course can't too, be any know. worse. Yeah, I mean, like if you go to Riviera last week, um, yeah. the the course there, you know, there's not that much water and stuff, where there's just a lot of you know large fescue and trees and stuff. But this one, there's a ton of water. So I just thinking like, oh god, he's gonna lose a dozen balls this week, and you know, but he was you know he was missing in um, he was missing in better spots today. He was definitely you know short stuff at the fairway, um, just you know second cut. Sometimes you know had some. He had, I think, maybe one that was really out of the way. But other than that, you know, his driver is definitely better. His tee game was a lot better. Um, his iron game got was pretty good. He just, you know, wind just kind of got to him, I think. You know, to have him not playing in the wind for very often, being injured and all that stuff, trying to hit low cuts, low fades, stuff yeah. like that, just kind of took him off of his game. Um, but whatever, he's still right there. I mean, tied yeah, for 21st. Dude, he's tied for 21st. He's, you know, and the thing is – I mean, I, I need to tell myself this more than anybody else, but like, you got to limit your expectations with the guy because, hell, if you think about it, this is his third start that he's had this year, and, dude, he's coming off very serious injuries. Yeah, like, it's kind of like that uh, new Star Wars movie. If you just lower <laughs> your expectations, it's great. <laughs> That's a great comparison. I liked it, and I had no expectations, so yeah. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's it's basically a home tournament for him. He's... He lives real close to the course. So he gets to go home every single night, sleep in his own bed, um, which Bang, I think makes a huge yeah, exactly. I think it makes a huge difference for these guys. Like Ricky lives in the area, Justin Thomas lives in the area. Um, 
you know, being able to just be in your own home, like after playing nice long tournament or whatever, it's got to be so much more comfortable than going to a hotel and yeah, yeah, totally. doing all that Especially stuff. Especially a guy with a bad back, you exactly. know, sleep in your own bed. He's probably got like a special bed, you know, and everything like that. What do you for, think his sleep number is? Uh, what's yours? Uh, I, probably 69. <laughs> <laughs> Below par. Yeah, I, that's, <laughs> I'd say that's pretty average Yeah, for him for sure. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, I bet you he's got, you know, probably like a $50,000 bed <laughs> yeah, if I were to bank on it. But, um, yeah, man, so gentlemen's, the gentlemen's talk, you know, we got we got lovely golf going on. and um, Looks like it's yeah. supposed to stay pretty windy yeah, this, this weekend. This course, I think, that is usually one of the tougher ones. Apparently, so they have uh, PGA National, and they have three-hole stretch called the Bear Traps, Jack Nichols design course. And the if you look at the stats over the last, like today, I'm pretty sure that, um, so it's holes, uh, what is it, 15, 16, 17. And on 15, the average score, the score was like plus 32. The On 16, it was like plus 40. And then um, the other one was plus 28 or something. So it's like the bear trap or yeah. whatever. So, yeah, it's average. I mean, you know, it's averaging over par. And a lot of golfers will tell you, a lot of professional golfers even say this is the hardest three-hole stretch of, you know, golf that you'll see on the PGA Tour yeah. all year. So... And with that wind, you know, shit, you never know. The, the ultimate equalizer, the yeah. wind. Yeah. I like it. I like to see them scramble out there a little bit. I do, too. I, I, I mean, love watching pro golfers get uncomfortable. Me, too. Yeah, I kind of struggle. I mean, I love watching when it's raining and, like, it gets kind of tough. Wind is, you know, okay, whatever. I love but, watching them come right over the top one and shank oh, it. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, missing their shot by a couple feet, and they're just like, yeah. Like, so- um, <laughs> sorry, uh, what's your face? Um, oh, you won the Masters, uh, but then chunked those shots. Oh, into Jordan Speed. Jordan Speed. I, I can't believe I was <laughs> flaking on his name. But yeah. I loved watching him just that go. That was tough. Chunk, splash, so, chunk, dude, splash. That much. was hard to watch. It's like, welcome Carnage. to my world. Yeah, I know. And yeah, and when you, you see him, they, sh- they shoot a shot and they, you know. That you just see him look down in disgust, and it's like 15 feet of the pin. It's like, what the fuck are you guys so mad about? <laughs> see, I would like, like kick my shoes off uh, and I, go frolicking down the fairway if I were able to do that. Give, yeah, God. give yourself the old gentleman's clap. Nice. Some time. But yeah, man. So it's a uh, Florida swing. This is definitely one of the most exciting swings of the year. I think they have pretty good tournaments coming out. Um, a lot of big stars gonna be playing. This it's good too because this is like, this is when players start to come out more because they're getting prepped for Augusta. Like yeah. Tiger said he's like I'm doing this tournament because I have April in mind. Like Augusta's my number one priority right now. I need practice. You're gonna see me play. Yeah. What are we like ready. six weeks away? April fifth. Wow. That's right coming up wow. quick. It is about six weeks away. I think oh, from this man, upcoming weekend. Wait. Yeah. Holy shit. I can't wait for like Saturday oh, afternoon. Dude, I, love I hope it's like raining in Denver and I can just hear Jim dude, Nance, I know. Like, talking over the microphone. Yeah. Lulling me to sleep for a perfect <laughs> we should do, nap. We should do something here. Yeah, like nap time. Oh. Or, yeah. Do that too. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, this is this is definitely it's good to be go time for the pros because they're getting ready for the masters. So Oh, I love getting back into golf season. I know. Definitely. It'd be nice if the snow would go away here. I know. I wish it would warm up here. I mm-hmm. know. I've got the itch so bad. It kind of st- uh, yeah, I kind of hate watching these tournaments, you know, down in Florida, <laughs> California stuff. It's like, man, 
Why can't I just go play there? Well, it sucked. It was like 70 degrees on Sunday and then literally 60 degrees colder the next day and snowing. Yep. uh, And we got a lot more snow than they projected, too. We're supposed to get like an inch. I think we got five. Man. God. Being a weatherman would be awesome. Like, just suck at what you do perennially and still have job security. Oh, yeah. You don't ever have to be right. And... You make a lot like, of money doing it. I if you're about right, that. like once, people are so thrilled with you. Mm-hmm. I feel like exactly, but pff, even when you're not. wrong, they're thrilled. It's like, oh, you know, there's probably gonna rain. Yeah, <laughs> it's not gonna rain. That <laughs> <laughs> ever's like, wow, it's sunny today. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, this is great. That's awesome. Just clear up all the tea times over the weekend. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's definitely going to pour snow. Actually, we uh, should start hours straight. Like our mm-hmm. own independent Denver weather channel where we just say it's going to rain every single day. I'm sure a lot of tune- people will believe us. <laughs> yep, exactly. But we'll make so many people happy when they realize that it's sunny and warm. 300 days of sun. Now we're talking. Could be on something idea. here. Now we're talking. The uplifting weather channel. Yeah. Now <laughs> we're talking. Now we're going to get some... Some movement going on this bad boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's quit the podcast. Start working on the Weather Channel. <laughs> I think this is a brilliant idea. The Upbeat Weather Channel. Yeah. This is the very first stay at home fans podcast where we come up with a great <laughs> business idea <laughs> to make up <laughs> to make up weather. The one and only stay at home fans podcast. Uh, do you guys have any opportunity to watch golf today? No. Did I wanted to, to ask the old office. Uh yeah, I watched a little bit of it, and then somebody put on the uh, Olympic women's hockey game that happened last night already. Dope. So no, Ooh, I did not USA. Get to watch lots of it. Dope. But uh, yeah. wanted to ask: Are there any uh, dark horses in this field that you think uh, got a shot at taking the crown? Um, at the beginning of the day, I would have said Adam Scott. Um. Like he, he who's won a this few uh, years ago. Jamie Lovemark? Jamie Lovemark, he's pretty new to the game. He's, I think he's, this is maybe his second year on tour. I mean, if Jamie. you look at the leaderboard now, other than Justin Thomas, it's kind of a lot of dark horses. Yeah, Daniel Berger's kind of up there. Russell Henley has been pretty consistent for a while. Um, Webb Simpson hasn't been playing much golf. Um, Morgan Hoffman has made like six cuts in his career. <laughs> um, Yet he's still sponsored yeah. by Titleist. Yeah, um, nah, he's definitely made more than that, but he's you know he hasn't really done much. Um, and her boy Smiley is Mr. Consistent, being dead last. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah, at least he's, he's smiling. Yeah, at least he's got them that Natty Ice or Natty Light sponsorship that I think is just taking its toll on his 13 life. Thirteen over. Yeah, that's Smiley. That's a rough day out there for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kevin Man. Kisner is a boy. Damn, Kevin Kisner had a pretty bad day, Dude, too. Dude, the, the PGA should sign us up, like, instead of this smiley guy. Oh, We'd yeah. be so much more entertaining while we're sucking balls at shooting 83s. I totally disagree. I'm a huge Smiley Kaufman fan. I like Smiley, too. Uh, please come on our podcast sometime, Smiley. Yeah. Come on down, Smiley. But. I mean, yeah, I guess you can't really funny. dislike a guy whose no. name's Smiley. Yeah. And dude, nah, he's, he's a great social media fa- follow too. He's part of the Spring Break crew. Yeah, you can't hate on him. I, I'm, I'm not trying to hate on him. <laughs> I'm just trying to like be him. That's, uh, I mean, yeah, throwing a lot of shade at Mr. Yeah. Kaufman. <laughs> well, yeah, because I want to outcompete him for the worst golfer on tour. Uh, that I don't think would be that tough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would definitely take the cake as the worst golfer oh. on tour. 
It'd be fun, though. We should make a documentary about it. We they could, did yeah. that. It was called Happy Gilmore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Hey, and it made millions, so it's a good point. Take it so, well. so then I'll make millions. There you go. Exactly. Nice. Yeah, man, if I were on uh, on golf, they'd, I'm probably sure, pretty sure that chick who uh, was calling out LeBron James would tell me to shut up and <laughs> learn how to putt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. so great. Oh, yeah. Nice little segue into our off-topic topic of the week <laughs> from the Department of Redundancy Department. Uh, yeah, you guys saw that LeBron James uh, had some words about our president that uh, anyone on Fox News probably wouldn't be so happy about. And uh, Laura yeah. Ingraham came out uh, firing about him. I've got it right here yeah. for you. again and this time it's r-rated here's his barely intelligible not to mention ungrammatical take on president trump and a new espn podcast the number one job in america the point of person is someone who doesn't understand the people and really don't give a about the people but wait there's more gripping insight ESPN host Carrie Champion asked James and fellow NBA star Kevin Durant about what she described as Trump's racist comments. I feel like our team as a, as a country is not ran by a great coach. It's not even a surprise when he says something. It's not even a surprise. It's like laughable. It's like, it's laughable. It's laughable and it's but scary. It, but it's also scary. Right, because right. I shouldn't be numb to your racist right, comments. Right, right. I shouldn't be numb to your behavior. I'm numb to this commentary, like, must they run their mouths like that? Unfortunately, a lot of kids and some adults take these ignorant comments seriously. Look, there might be a cautionary lesson in LeBron for kids. This is what happens when you attempt to leave high school a year early to join the NBA. And it's always unwise to seek political advice from someone who gets paid $100 million a year to bounce a ball. Oh, and LeBron and Kevin, you're great players, but no one voted for you. Millions elected Trump to be their coach. So keep the political commentary to yourself, or as someone once said, shut up and dribble. Burn. <laughs> Burn. Yeah, so uh, I saw this. We're, we're going to talk about this just a little bit and to, you know, put this out there. None of us are really political, nothing like that. We just thought it was a very interesting topic talk about um what do you guys have to say <laughs> shut up and dribble <laughs> oh yeah oh man um see this chick has said a number of different things like i think she originally like shut up and whatever is her like catchphrase to anybody who's yeah. not like of a political background i think it she first did it like shut up and sing for like musicians and things like that. And mm-hmm. so um, I don't think that is like a racist comment at all. Uh, yeah. She's I been agree. getting a lot of flack for. Um, oh, people are saying that her comment was yeah. racist. Yeah. yeah. Definitely not. Like they, that caused a huge uproar mm-hmm. um, saying that, yeah, her saying shut up and dribble was like totally racist. Like she's been saying that f- in iteration of that for like 12 years. I'm pretty sure she has a book title, like shut up and it's shut up and sing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so like for her to like catch flack for that, 
I think people need to chill out on that. Agreed. But what I will say is, like, um, I don't think she should be telling LeBron James to just shut up in general. I mean, the guy's mm-hmm. such a well-known figure. And, yeah, he his profession is basketball. But he's also a very, like, active figure in the community, like, up-to-date on so many current events. Like, I'm not necessarily saying, like, I want him running my country, but I do think he has the right to express his opinion about how the country is being run when he is such a central figure to society. Definitely. What'd you say? This is what you get from somebody that didn't finish senior year of high school? Yeah. To play in the NBA? Yeah. Or, like, you left high school a year early to go play in the NBA? I mean, that might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Which... He definitely he he finished high school. He got a high school diploma and everything. Either I think way. she's just jealous that he makes a hundred million dollars a year dribbling a ball. It yeah, could be. I for am sure. I am too. Who yeah. wouldn't be? Yeah, and he makes probably another hundred million just on sponsorships. But yeah, I mean, I think that I think it's definitely one of those things that, and I feel like this is a pretty common thing in our generation, at least. You know what he says about Donald Trump. I kind of agree with him in a way. Um, maybe, you know, it could have been said in different contexts or whatever, but, you know, and the fact that people are making this into a racial thing, no, it's not. It's, it's, you know, it's just content for her, content for the media, and, I mean, I think it was good for him to say this stuff because I do think it's kind of a big issue that we see all this stuff going on with our president. There's a lot of issues going on, and, um, I mean, hell, it's not just him, but, you know, he, he definitely helps bring bad media his way for sure with the Twitter and Trump, all that yeah. stuff. And I mean, I think, I think everyone can agree no matter what side of the political aisle you're on, like half of the shit that Trump tweets is not helpful towards mo- passing his agenda forward all. and getting people to buy into his vision of, you know, what to do with America as yeah. president. I completely um, agree. And I frankly just wish, you know, the Republican Party was just a little bit better at communicating the benefits of the different things that they're trying to pass through rather than just sort of the way it sort of gets passed through the media is, uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know, you don't see a whole lot of the positive spin. If they were better at communicating the positives of their efforts, I feel like uh, the political system environment that we're in right now would be a little bit different. Agreed. I don't know. To play devil's advocate, though, like, Donald Trump didn't start tweeting all the time when he became president. He's been doing that forever and saying outlandish shit on his own social media. And I'm not saying that that's a reason why he got elected, but I think that that plays into the character of why a lot of people voted for him, that he's not like every other government official that we've had that's become president before. And he does just say what's on his mind, and he does talk shit about his own government and talk shit about things that he thinks are wrong internationally and nationally. And like I think that that's something that a lot of people are drawn to. Yeah, I'm not saying yeah. I'm not like citing anything about him like him being inconsistent with his brand. He like his brand is what it is. It's inconsistent, it's loud and boisterous. Yeah. And uh but it's just like not what we've grown accustomed to being very presidential throughout history. Oh, and he, he's yeah, he doesn't yeah. seem presidential at all. And I, I know, I mean, but what I'm saying is because of that is a big I, reason why he why won he the got, presidency. I see. No, no, yeah, I, he I got agree. elected exactly. But I agree. With that, though, has caused a lot of turmoil from the, the the people with differing opinions of him and what he's 
policy is that he's Absolutely. trying to yeah. get across. And uh, it has led to the environment becoming very hostile. And I mm-hmm. feel like if his administration was a little bit better at communicating the things that they're passing through, the hostility wouldn't be so vigorous from the other side. Agreed. I feel like, yeah, I feel like people in his administration himself, you know, there's just some things that you just don't need to put on Twitter. I get it, you know, our generation, you know, it's definitely social media is a huge thing. And yes, that's probably a big reason as to why he got elected was because of his character. You know, that's the way he was. But once you're the president, you know, you you kind of have standards. You kind of have, you know, people see you in a different light where I think that you just kind of need to limit what you're saying. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying limit some of the things you do on social media because everybody, everybody sees it now, you know, where when we had... Bush administration, Clinton administration, nobody knew what was going on. Like, well, you know, Bush it was completely didn't different. Have Twitter, and, yeah, exactly. And uh, Clinton was having fair. Obama was the know. first one with it, and so mm-hmm. you know, it is a totally new. It's totally different. Very is, yeah, definitely is. So, but either way, I mean, I think uh, LeBron James like took her comments actually really well, like Agreed. much better than mainstream media did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, a lot of people were calling her out as being racist and things like that. Um, he just took it as like, you know, and it's a good thing because it's uh, focusing more attention on uh, the different things uh, within society that, you know, need more uh, focus on them. So, yeah. And he basically just said, you know, hey, I'm, I'm not going to just shut up and dribble because, you know, I know I'm a big influence. And I mean, I think that's definitely a good thing. I think people, I, I know a lot, LeBron James gets a ton of heat and a ton of hate for a lot of people is because he's, you know, he's not MJ. He's not, you know, as competitive. He's softer than MJ, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, dude, he's good for the game of basketball. And he's good for the, he's good for the people, I think. What do you guys think good person. just in general about people who like actors and like singers and athletes that have a huge platform talking about like Matt Damon does it all the time. And so does Leonardo DiCaprio and stuff. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think, Hey, this is great. This person has a huge platform. He should be speaking out. He or she should be speaking out about certain issues. Or a lot of people think that, Hey, just because you look good on camera and you're good at memorizing lines and doing that job doesn't qualify you to make these huge statements. See, what I think is different about LeBron James talking about the social injustices of, you know, like black people and things like that is Mm -hmm. a little bit different than, you know, your actor talking about something that they have no necessary frame of reference about. Like, so if like you're, you have an actor or actress talking very vehemently about how laws should be passed in our country or something like that, Mm -hmm. like, you can take that for a grain of salt, I feel like, versus LeBron James, who a lot of the focus that he has on is like helping people, you know, get out of the shitty situation that they grew up in. Like LeBron James didn't grow up in a great situation, grew up, you know, outside of yeah. uh, Akron, Ohio. Yeah. Like, and so he does have a frame of reference in a lot of what he's talking about in social injustice. Like he sees social injustice in the way that he himself is treated. And he does a great job of taking the high road and being a person who does have such a big platform. I, I do like having him actually talk about these types of things. I don't necessarily want him talking about, you know, passing actual policy yeah. and how to do that. But when he is focusing his attention on how to, you know, improve the livelihood of many other people who grow up in, in sort of a pressed area or uh-huh. depressed area, 
um, I'm all for it. Yeah. To get back to your question, though, if if it's a statement that I agree with, I'm like, hell yeah, go for it. But if it's something I don't agree with, I'm like, <laughs> shut, shut up and dribble. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> shut up and dribble. I don't give two shits. But uh, I mean, most of the time, I think it's a good thing. But a lot You're of just times, like the fair weather exactly, politician. Yeah, I'm a very, very fair weather <laughs> politician when it comes to that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I get their I get their point, and I get you know, um, their whole method and everything, and I think that they're it's a good idea, but it's not executed properly all the time. I would have to say. That's, that's my point of view. Yeah. What about you, what do you think? I think we should move on to the next topic. Cool. We can do that. <laughs> that's fair. Personally. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, since we were talking about Donald Trump and his and his tweeting, um, you guys saw the tweet that he uh, posted um, about the Florida shooting mm-hmm. regarding the FBI. Um, I'll read it. Uh, very sad that the FBI missed. All of the many signals sent out by the Florida school shooter, this is not acceptable. They are spending too much time trying to prove Russian collusion with the Trump campaign. There is no collusion. Get back to the basics and make us all proud. This this is a perfect example of why I think that you know he needs to limit some of the things he says, where I just think that was really bad timing for him to come out with a tweet like that. Because this happened pretty much right after the school shooting. Yeah, kind of misses the point, right? Ex- yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, you're, you're trying to... You're trying to sidestep still talk about the whole Russian thing going on when it's like you need to be worrying about these kids, you need to be worrying about their families. Like, you know, obviously the FBI isn't perfect, but it's like, come on, that's that's bad timing right there. Yeah. Act like you care about the people, just like LeBron said. Right there, it just kind of seems like, oh. Yep, the FBI dropped the ball on this. They definitely did. Big time. For sure. But, like, you don't need to lay a hot dump on them and all the grieving <laughs> families. <laughs> right on the FBI's chest. Yeah, man. Like, it's like, come on. To make your point about to try and distract people from like the investigation that's going on between your campaign and Russia, what have you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, I don't even know what they're at, even like really investigating. I see that there's always like new people getting charged with stuff, but like the special counsel and all that, like They've kept all their shit under wraps pretty well, so we don't really know exactly yeah. what's going on there. Yeah. So it's not fair to say anything that's going on with that or the FBI could possibly have any correlation to them like not investigating tips on this potential shooter. Yeah, um, I just really dislike the timing of this. I, agree. Uh, I think that's just of this tweet. Not yeah, I think it was just poorly poorly timed for sure. But I don't know, it's. It's a new world we live in, man. Social media is king. It was interesting seeing his like tweets and in, in, in his comments then also today about uh, like potentially arming like teachers and things like that. Yeah, that is weird. Like that, I, I if you're gonna do that, I think you got to bump up their salaries a little bit. Oh yeah. Well, he was, that's what well, he was saying. He's he saying we're gonna give that, them a but bonus. But still, like, like I feel like that is just asking for something bad to happen. Like, let's say a school shooting does happen, you have a teacher with a gun, and then like the SWAT team comes in and they see a teacher with a gun and shoot the teacher. Yeah. Or, or wait till the time to the what kid. What if a teacher, yeah, you know, gets just the gun. uses the gun, or the kid finds a way to get his hands on the gun? It, like, I just don't get the whole like mind frame of trying to solve the gun gun problem I with say that more with guns. Quotation. Yeah, with more guns. Like. That's like the only like problem that 
I mean, I'll tell you the counter argument. It's because the kids might be much less adept to go into a school with an AR if they know that half the teachers are armed and would have people shooting back at them. Well, that's what he was saying too. Is he was saying that when he would do this, he wouldn't, and he they would not know what teachers would have guns or anything. Right. It'd just be like that fear that okay, maybe a teacher has a gun in here type thing. Yeah, but is that like a good learning environment? That's what I'm thinking too. Like, I I just don't like the whole like argument of saying like. Like, there's a gun problem. Let's mm-hmm. solve it with more guns. Like, there's nothing else in our society that, like, you solve a problem by putting more of the theoretical problem into the pool. Like, the opioid mm-hmm. issue. Like, we're not trying to solve that by throwing more opioids into, you know, the into people's hands. You've never yeah. done that thing where, like, you've got gum stuck on you, so you take more gum to attach it to the gum oh, to yeah. pull it off. <laughs> All right, so maybe there is one <laughs> instance that where that helps. <laughs> That I've definitely tried to do before. Um, <laughs> like, I get the idea. It's just, I mean, like, I just feel like that's also opening a, like, potential can of worms that we don't want to open. Agreed. Mm-hmm. But, but some people people see it every single way, so. I'm also an ultra pacifist who doesn't really care for guns, and so yeah. my Violence. my outlook's biased. And yeah. Yeah. I have a pretty different outlook as a gun owner. Um you're a fucking gun owner. Do you have this on you right now? Yeah. yeah. Your opinion actually. All right. This is uh, don't this better is over my anxiety. No. Yeah. I mean, I've got a lot of opinions on the whole school shooting situation. I think that it's so stupid for people to categorize. Like, I feel like there's just outcries from people saying it's it's a gun problem or it's a mental health problem, but it's fucking both. It's for sure both. Um. Yeah. There's. No- I think that definitely that there should be. There needs to be gun regulation reform, 100%. I don't know. But I also just feel like that's the easier part of the solution. But that's only half the problem. I mean, there are so many steps that could be taken (laughs) Mm -hmm. that are reasonable that just aren't being taken. And so I'd like to just see some, like, like, because they do have, like, in the background check system, like, that they have in place right now, it's just not kept up to date by anybody. Like, enforce making making all of the states stay up to date on that. And, you know, if anybody's not keeping it up to date, ding them. So you're a gun owner. I have a question for you. So is this true that if you buy a gun, it's all on paper? None of it's through, like, the system? There's, like, no electronic records of it? It's all through paper? A buddy of mine told me that this weekend. For sure, yes or no, but I definitely remember filling out paperwork that they had to enter into their system when I bought mine, but I bought mine so long ago. Okay. Um, a buddy was telling me this weekend that he said, he's a, I bought five guns and they legitimately are all on paper. There's no electronic record of them at yeah, all. So there's no, no regulation of how many guns are actually out there. I have no frame you know? of reference. Yeah. yeah no, I like I know. said, I'm not against reforming how guns are regulated in this country mm-hmm. and that certain types shouldn't even be out there. And like that, that stock thing that that guy had in Vegas. Well, oh, yeah. No reason for anybody to have that. No. I just don't think it's a solution to the problem. Um, I think that there's a massive correlation between uh, what's going on, why there's been such an increase in school shootings, to um, the growth of the, the use of social media in kids these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I agree. These days. I agree. Kids 50. these days. Um, yeah. None of them are original. They're all copycats. I know. <sighs> now, nah, man, it's brutal. Days. There's a there's a massive increase Sad. in teenage depression and suicides, and it's directly oh, yeah. correlated to a lot of things that have to do with social media. And if you think about it, like 
look, when you're 12 to 18, you know, in your formative years, Mm -hmm. you spend so much of your time, or at least I know I did. I I was fucking confused all the time. And I like, it's hard not to compare yourself to the people around you. Right. Oh, for sure. Like, you know, I was 4'11 freshman year of high school and I was like, well, what Billy's six foot two and he's got perfect hair and a beard and I can't get a date. What the hell? I'm with you, bro. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I was 14. So you have to battle those, those insecurities. Oh yeah. But that was coming up in our age. Now you have it where there's actually numerical data in front of, in your hand 24 seven on who's more popular than you. Yep. Who cares about who has more followers? Yeah, exactly. It's like, if you're one of those kids who posts and gets zero likes time and time again, and you can't find, you don't have a single follower, and then everybody else around you has 4,000 followers, and they get 300 likes on everything. Like, look, I, as a 27-year-old person, you know, I don't really care that much about my social media presence. But you But do. there'll be some times where I'm scrolling through, and I'm like, God, how does this idiot have 300 likes know. on their pictures? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's like, but I'm mature enough to not care about it. I yeah. post my Instagram photo, and I'm just like, man, why did I only get 23 likes on that? That's a great photo. I thought I would get like a 1,000. It was my dog. I know. But we're all, you know, mature enough to realize that that doesn't really matter in the long run it's very Whereas true when, but you're when you're in high school like... and you're 16 and every single person is on their phone 24 7 and oh, that yeah. seems like that's when, life when your Dude. brain is like in its most integral like developmental stages when you're chemically like most prone to being chemically imbalanced and yeah. then also compounded with you... the fact that social media and stuff kind of isolates you from human to human contact 100 absolutely like that. so you see all of this stuff you you take in all of this shit that makes you down and you're also isolated from human interaction which is a very grounding thing yeah, yeah. even kids even people our age man like I, pe- I know a lot of my friends are stuck on their phone 20 oh, totally. like, all the time it's like uh, like a lot of times when my roommates are home and they're upstairs you know they'll i come upstairs they're just looking at their phones all the time looking at instagram and stuff yeah, and I'm like i mean i do it too, too. Yeah. yeah and it's like it's it's crazy how it's come to be like that, you know. It's, whenever you get bored, it's like, oh, I'm gonna just look at my phone. Yeah, I mean like that, that you know? and then that plays into not only do you compare yourself to the people around you and your friends and everything, but now, now you're not just comparing yourself to the people in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. You have to compare yourself to the people nice. in Pyeongchang, yeah. South Korea, because I you can see out. everybody. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> and because you can see everybody all around the world. Uh huh. Exactly. Like, all right, cool. Well, I'm 16, and I have I have no idea what I want to do with my life, and I don't really have any skills or talents. And Bobby Lee is five years old in China and like 30 million followers. Exactly. Or whatever, you know, it's like I could easily see for eating a live cobra or something. I mean, so you take that, that stuff, right. And that's just comparison stuff that can make you depressed. Yeah. You pile that on top of cyber bullying and, um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what else. I haven't been in high school in a long time, Mm -hmm. but like, it's not. It's not a correlation. It's definitely no. a causation there's, between. Yeah. And there's tons of studies out there that have shown like a growth of social media use to a huge incline yeah. in depression. I agree. Um, it's, it's yeah. So it's I think that you can say let's make stricter gun laws. Let's take away guns. Let's make it harder to get whatever. And that might help uh, in some ways for sure. I'm not saying it won't, but I don't think that that fixes the problem. It doesn't no. fix the depression problem. Yeah. Or the suicide problem, or or you know, kids bringing guns to school problem. No, it certainly doesn't. So, but at least it could potentially, you know, slow Help. some things down. Yeah, you know, it's slow, slow down the rate. 
Uh, well, speaking of slow, <laughs> let's uh, change the outlook on things uh, here. Uh, so this Hungari- Hungarian, she's Hungarian, actually American, yeah. but mm-hmm. Olympic halfpipe oh, skier. Man. My new favorite Olympian of all time. <laughs> Elizabeth 100%. Sweeney from, uh, from California. Uh, had a relative, like her grandpa was Hungarian or something like I that. I believe so, yeah. I think that's and what it was. Qualified for the Olympic Hungarian team, the, or the Hungarian Olympic team, oh, man. in the women's half pipe, simply by just skiing the half pipe, <laughs> doing it. no tricks. Uh, I shouldn't say no tricks. She, no, did, no. Do, she did one. She did a backside 180. Below, below the lip yeah. of the half pipe. <laughs> Backside 180. And then she, she did ride out of the half pipe Swish. backwards for style. That's backwards. true. That's true. It's very true. It was impressive. But Dude. qualified for the Olympics because all the other people fell. Yeah. So hedge, literally hedging her bet. Like, she, all right, if I just in. get a clean run down this thing, I'm in. <laughs> she got in. And so, she competed. Please, if you haven't, look up the video. It's hilarious. That, uh, the Olympics yeah, has. Yeah, do yourself a favor. I'll NBC tell you right now, if I was... Twitter, a, I mean, even if I could make it down the bunny hill in Hungary, I would take all of next year off of whatever I was doing, mm-hmm. and I would spend all of my time mastering a 360 in the half pipe. Yeah. And then <laughs> yeah. all you got to do is just, just one it. more little <laughs> spin than Elizabeth Swaney. <laughs> and you're in. Winter Olympics 2022, and you're competing in the Olympics. You're in. Yeah. yeah. That would be, that's that's a goal for so those So for all you female Hungarian listeners... That's, All you female stay-at-home fans yeah. with any Give it. sort of Hungarian background, just one 360. That's all we ask. Or two 180s. Oh, yeah, two 180s. <laughs> or just yeah. two 180s, and you'll be Throw golden. A second 180, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And You're you'll twice be good, as good to go, yeah. And maybe get, it, maybe get like a foot above the lip, and then you're... You're good. You're in. Her score on her Olympic run was a 30.0. 30 higher than I got in the Olympics. Hell yeah, dude. It was the first score I've ever seen that was uniform across the board. (laughs) All the judges unanimously gave her a 30.0, which I think is the lowest score that you can probably give. That's like, you think for the Summer Olympics, she'll just go to the diving boards and just pencil dive (laughs) perfectly? She might as well try, right? An opener. (laughs) She's technically an Olympian. It's like, shit, you might as well try to do both. Belly flop. (laughs) What's even funnier to me is that she's 33 years old. I know. She's not like some 16-year-old girl that was like, hey, this is going to be funny, and somehow I magically got in. This is like, she must have devised this plan very clearly. If you read the article, she talks about how she's like, oh, I wanted to prove that people can do whatever they want type thing. <laughs> she like, did. <laughs> dude, and she's like, yeah, I just wanted to put, you know, I just wanted to show people that there is faith out there, that you can do whatever you set your mind to. You know what? I'm motivated. And her mind was to get into the Olympics. Like, that's like the one thing she wanted to do with her life. And she did it. I think she would have done any sport she could have. That is unbelievable. <laughs> so this has me thinking. There is hope. What sport out there, what obscure, like, summer sport is there that we could hopefully train for speed should, walking and using any of our like backgrounds try and make the olympics either for the united states or for like i don't know ireland or germany or what have you all oh, those mm-hmm. guys are good um i'm gonna say speed walking yeah we'd have to compete for like bosnia well, yeah. and herzegovina yeah, yeah. Or like 
Bulgaria or something. Yeah, <laughs> but with like the new uh, those new DNA tests, you never know where you're from. True, so we could probably find out some obscure it's place true. and be the only speedwalker in town. That's you a good point. Could probably be go the for flag it. bearer. There you I'm, go. I'm gonna investigate this. There you go. Let's yeah. do it. Let's definitely look into that. Let's look into that. Yeah, we'll save that for next time, <laughs> for sure. So, let's. Uh, Let's let's get back to the old fights. Hmm? Yeah, think? <laughs> I think it's about time let's to get to Evans area to turn the turn the heat up on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Really make it a little uh, a little spicy. <laughs> spicy. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're gonna move into my area of expertise. What do you call non-expertise? Am- area am- amateur of knowledge. Area of Mildly um, above average knowledge. Amateurship. <laughs> Area of interest. Okay. That Bingo. works for me. Bingo. Okay. We're calling this segment the dang it a dang it a dang. Dang it a dang it a dang. Dang it a dang. dang. Stabs you liver. Okay. First thing I wanted to mention Connor McGregor, because you got to mention Connor McGregor, post this post on Instagram today. Post of him wearing a, a really dope sweater, to be honest. It's uh, a little scary. And he's got, it's like, kind of like a turtleneck, but he's got the, instead of like folding the turtleneck down, he's got it up over his nose and mouth. That's weird. A, that's a Jewish turtleneck right Seems there. For maybe, sure. you know what? Maybe it was just cold out there. It could be. Yeah. Maybe you're in Dublin. Yeah. Well, anyways, his post he, says, I am fighting again, period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> I am the best at this. I put my name forward to step in at UFC 222 to face Frankie Edgar when Max Holloway pulled out, but I was told there wasn't enough time to generate the money that the UFC would need. I was excited about bouncing in last minute and taking out the final featherweight without all the rest of the stuff that comes with this game. Please respect the insane amount of work outside the fight game that I have put in on top of fighting. That's not a sentence. I am here. It is on them to come and get me because I am here. Said that already. Yours sincere, sincerely, the champ champ, which he has trademarked. That's, that's dope. dope. <laughs> I like the that. Champ champ. That's kind of dope. <laughs> I love that. He uh, looks yoked in the photo. Dude, he he, he does look yoked. bigger. I've noticed that lately. Like looking at his Instagram posts and stuff, you know, I've been, you know, following him. He's got one of those million person likers or whatever. But he's looking bigger nowadays. And what do you do you think that this is real? I do think this is I don't know how much about the uh Stepping in to, I mean. yeah, yeah, I don't know about that. I, I don't know. I, I think maybe it was like something he might have thrown out there. I could see that. But he hasn't cut to 145 in a long time. Yeah. And, you know, especially with Connor, the amount of contract negotiations and everything, it'd be very tough to have him do a, a short notice fight. Yeah. So I don't know about that. But just the fact that he's talking about coming back to fighting, I mean, I know he's been saying it a lot, but it, it really feels like he's getting ready to make a return or at least put something in the works. I have the feeling that he's maybe feeling out the Tony Ferguson, Khabib Nurmagomedov fight, and then maybe going to make a decision after that. I could see that for sure. Um, what he wants to do, but I don't know. I just, I, I, I have a gut feeling that he's coming back to MMA. I'm really hoping he did post about, um, like basically kind of closing the chapter on the Floyd stuff for now. Yeah, I did um, see that. Which yeah. was actually really classy. It took a couple jabs at him, making himself calling <laughs> yeah. himself Floyd Senior, basically. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, hey, uh, next he's time like good luck, son. Yeah, yeah. you're truly senior. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was great. Um, Fantastic. But I don't know, man. 
I, I'm gonna be the whiny ex-girlfriend this week, and I, here's what I have to say: I fucking miss Conor McGregor. I miss him being in the does. UFC, man. I know, but like, I've tried so hard to just focus on the stars that are in there today and the guys that are fighting, and ignore Conor because who knows if he's ever coming back or not. Mm-hmm. But God, I was watching like a clip from some press conference that he was in the other day from. UFC 196 or whatever. Evans like and shedding like, tears over how it awesome makes it me was. so sad. I miss Conor McGregor just being a part. Like I don't obviously watching him fight is always super entertaining, but it's the lead up to the fight that's the best part. It's his shit talking. Oh, it's the press conferences. It's the social media posts. When you know that he's picking on one person in particular. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I just miss him being part of the sport. Man, I can it sucks. It really sounds like you were in such a tight relationship with. <laughs> I agree with back you. To I agree with you. Like, like it was so mutually like together and intact. Dude, dude and I'm with you on that. I agree. If with you he asked me to get on my knees and beg him to come back, I wouldn't in a heartbeat. I know. I it's bet like you he ghosted you, and you're left wondering like, what happened? What yeah. did I do? I, that's how I feel. Yeah. I bet I've watched UFC 205 press conference probably 30 times. <laughs> yeah, dude. Just because like I love the shit talk that he does it every sucks. single time, dude. It's so good. Just the way he promotes and sells himself for fights is unlike anything I've ever seen. It's like I can't even really think of another like comparison for it would have been like if tiger woods decided to not play golf anymore in like 2005 yeah you know what exactly I mean? yeah Where it's like yeah sure yeah. you can convince yourself okay great i'll pay attention or to sergio and phil michael jordan going to play baseball in 90 yeah dude imagine yeah, exactly if, imagine if tiger Suck. woods would have like after winning his first or like after doing his tiger slam or something like mm-hmm. that would have held out saying like like I'm not competing in any more PGA events unless you pay me this much money to just attend. That's basically what they did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were just like, "Hey, yes, this no, guy's I bringing mean, in all so the many sponsorships and everything like that." Exactly. Yeah. Um, I but, believe Conor McGregor's uh, boy Artem Lobov and longtime training partner is fighting on UFC 223. I saw that. I so a lot that, of yeah. people are wondering if McGregor is going to be cage side for Habib I versus he, Ferguson. He's got to be. I but bet he'll I, be too. I have to admit, I think that him saying his putting his hit name in the hat to fight Frank Anger, I don't think that's real. I'm gonna have to say it. No, I'm gonna have to call bullshit on that I, one. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know though. Honestly, if you look at him matching up versus Habib versus him and him matching up versus Tony. I mean, Frankie, the answer is is not an easy fight, but compared to those two mount monsters, might not be a bad, you know. If Get Frankie gets back. by Max, I could see Connor going back down to one forty five possibly. I mean he's or honestly, him. I could see him do it either doing it either way. Yeah. I, I, I'm very curious to see how that whole situation pans out. But, yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely good to see him. It, it, you can definitely tell he's training more. He's putting a lot of so, more social media posts on there saying, like, dude, I'm, I'm ready. To, it seems like he he's ready to fight. He does this, too. And where I like that He, like, sometimes he'll, he'll, like, kind of explode on the scene, have a big event, and then a lot of times he'll, he'll kind of go quiet for mm-hmm. a little bit. And he'll yeah. throw out a tweet or uh, Instagram post every once in a while. But for the most part, he's not talking a ton of shit. And I feel like when he's doing that, which is kind of what he's been doing lately, I feel like he's just training his ass off. I agree. I feel like he's getting ready to fight. Yeah. It seems like it, at least. I think so, too. So I'm hoping he comes back for uh, late summer, August, September, maybe even October. Please. Fingers are crossed. Everybody needs it. The UFC needs that. Oh, man. I don't even care if he gets to the fight and then misses weight and the fight doesn't happen. I just want the pre-fight. I want him to be in the (laughs) goddamn sport. It drives me nuts, dude. Just give me the commercial. He could still be 
He's only 29 years old. He could still be one of the greatest fighters in MMA history. Oh, definitely. But he needs to fucking fight. Definitely. He's he. You can and definitely tell he he kind of cares more about the money. Connor, if you're out there, our boy Evan's really hurting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come hey back man. to me, sweetheart. I'm, I'm with really Evan on this one. He's the whole reason why I started watching MMA. And it was because Conor McGregor and Evan introduced and me like, to yeah, him. Yeah, and we though, like our boy Evan here. And yeah. It's <laughs> tough watching how you know how hard he's taking this whole thing. Oh, thanks, guys. It's, it's tough, so man. We really want you to come back, it's Connor. A tough day. I've got my SAF fan support, though. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just a bummer. It's a bummer with him not around. I want him to come back. Please come back. <laughs> uh, speaking about him potentially challenging Frankie Edgar, this is just something I wanted to make a quick note on. Um, if you guys haven't seen or really heard of Brian Ortega much, Dude's look into him. He is one of my favorite fighters right now. He's just one of my, one of the, I don't know. I just, I love everything. He's undefeated, mm-hmm. which I love an undefeated prospect. Um, he has just been snatching submission wins Dude, yeah. over and over, and his boxing looks great. And he is Dude. a guy who, in a couple of his last wins, has been losing going into the third round. Yeah. Badly. Yeah. And, yeah. like, has a ton of heart. He started training jiu-jitsu with uh, Henry Gracie at a super young age. He pulled up his last fights. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, and then his boxing's just really been coming along lately. So, I, I you know, he's not... Um, quite the all-around fighter yeah. yet. But I got a question. He's he's a huge test star. form against Frankie. What yeah. what hairstyle is he rocking right now? Uh, currently he's got the the he's flow got the long baby. hair. Oh, oh yeah, okay. he's got the Good. long hair for he's, sure. Man, with the long hair, I feel like he kind of looks like if uh, Javier Bardem would have a love child with like. Jaws from uh, Bond. <laughs> Bond. Yeah, that's Their a good comparison. Like right I could see that. That's a good comparison. He's the man, and he just is like seems like the nicest <laughs> guy. He does a lot of work. Um, I just wish his hair was like from No Country for Old Men, uh-huh. <laughs> like that ugly bull. Cut. He comes out with that cow brain destroyer <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, um, I was. I remember. I watched the. Uh, I watched the uh, Cub Swanson fight. He had. And yeah, it seemed like he was getting kind of lit up, and all of a sudden, yeah, he just like yeah. snatched that neck and just, dude, he does that to everyone. Put him man. to sleep, um, dude. He's good. Yeah, he's I'm really, forward to really see. good. I mean, it, look at his last submission, uh, submission, five fights, mm-hmm. TKO, yeah. submission, TKO. And look how many of them were in the third round, dude. And all those third round fights, he was losing. Yeah, just such such heart. And against a guy like Frankie Edgar, who's also known for his heart, I'm so excited. for It's this gonna fight. be a war. And what probably. really makes me mad is it's a three round fight. Co-main event. Oh yeah, because it was supposed to be a five. Well, it was gonna be Holloway, but it was gonna I be wish five they would have just promoted that to the headliner. I don't care, whatever. Let's keep Cyborg on there and have her as a co-main event. I mean, agreed, look, dude. I love Cyborg. She's done a lot for female MMA. She's she's an unbelievable person to watch. But do I really want her want to watch her whoop? No, Yanni Kunitskaya's ass. Her, her competition is over over a great. Fucking fight yeah. that her competition Cubs versus is Frankie Edgar would be not like, as good. It's just definitely not as good as the other. On the She's UFC, so dominant on the division. UFC's website. They don't even have a picture for Yana Kunitskaya. <laughs> it's because she's never fought in the UFC. It's her first fight in the UFC. Yeah, to be you fair, you think she's they could a, pull up like her Facebook photo? She's right? a Strike Force <laughs> champion, right? Is that or Invicta? Uh, Invicta. It's literally just Dude, like a Invicta, silhouette. But she she lost to Tanya Evinger. I don't know if you remember, but Cyborg beat the shit out of Tanya Evinger. And yeah, it's like it's not even gonna be. Look, no. and a lot of people are saying that bring back Connor. Kunitskaya is a 
she's a real featherweight at least, even though she was a bantamweight champ at Invicta. Whatever. So there's not gonna be that much of a size difference, but it doesn't matter. There's a massive skill difference. I don't know. It just bums me out. And everybody's like saying how Cyborg <laughs> saved the card. No, she didn't. <sighs> oh man, this it is... would have saved the card if she would have fought Amanda Nunes. Looking, looking at the card, it looks so funny because their height and weight is the exact same. But according to the UFC, Yana's reach is uh, zero inches, so she has no <laughs> arms. So I think she's going to be in a little bit of a disadvantage. And very short board. legs, too, with those zero inches. <laughs> so, yeah, she's just a body. <laughs> That's gonna she's be... just like Mrs. Potato Head. It's going to be like that that high school wrestler who had no legs. That was a huge It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that one national, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, so. maybe she's got some submissions we've never seen before. Some yeah, weird neck whipping. And... I mean, you're not allowed to headbutt, so I'm not exactly sure what her plan of attack no, is. Not at all. Hmm. Well, yeah, it, it would have been nice to see yeah, Ortega and um, Edgar, Edgar be in the main event. Yeah, it bums me out. Stupid. And, like, I'm not saying Cyborg couldn't be more popular, but she has a pretty good following. I don't know. I guess yeah. it depends on if they are giving Cyborg kind of her wish on trying to build the featherweight division a little bit. Yeah. If you ask me, I don't think we need a women's featherweight division. Sorry, ladies. Agreed. Um, I think we just kind of let Cyborg fight out her retirement and then potentially, I mean, there hasn't been, I don't think there's no. been a non-featherweight, a non-title women's featherweight fight in the UFC. Wow. They don't even have, the division's been around for almost a year, they don't even have rankings for yeah. it. Yeah. Because there's, there's nobody, nobody there. competes in it. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, dude, just call, uh. call her the champ and call it a day. Guess how many followers Cyborg has on Instagram? Um, 639,000. Evan? $942,000. Price is right. You're both over. $609,000. That's more than I expected. I saw the six and nine. <laughs> That's <laughs> a good guess. You would check out yeah. the six and nine. Oh, yeah. Um, well, but do? anyway, so I'm self-proclaiming myself as the whiny ex-girlfriend this week. I, I miss like you, it. Connor. Come back. I don't want Cyborg to headline that card. Jack, uh, come back. Sorry, right. we're come all the back. whiny ex-girlfriend this week. Um, we're with you, Evan. There are some fights coming up this weekend that I am looking forward to. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely. Going down in Orlando. Um, I'll tell you what I'm most excited for, and I think will be your fight of the night, is uh, there's actually a lot of good fights on this one. I don't know if this will be the fight of the night, but I'm really excited for Mike Perry versus uh, Max Griffin. Mm-hmm. That is the opening fight to the main card. Uh, Mike Perry is just such a polarizing figure. He's a guy that... Uh, sounds like he's been hitting the head a lot, but he's actually smarter than he comes off as, I think. He spent some time in jail um, for nice. uh, robbing a house. Sounds Mike like he kind of... Platinum Perry. And I never got caught in what, what did he steal? A platinum... <laughs> he is prison Mike. <laughs> he's prison Mike. Mike Prison Perry. Um, <laughs> versus Max Payne Griffin. Man, but if you guys have never heard Mike Perry's story, I highly recommend checking it out. I'll um, look it up. I'll look it up. And he's just one of those old school, just such a badass mentality. Never quits in the cage. Um, always moving forward. He got a close fight with Santiago Ponzinibbio in his last one, but good fight. This should be a good fight for him to get back on track. Um, Oban St. Preux versus Eler Latifi. Yeah, it's a fun one. Doesn't do much for me. God, these, big these boys. are some big dudes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 205. Light heavyweight. Dude. Um, OSP, the only guy with two Von Flu Von Flu chokes in the UFC. What is a Von Flu choke? It's actually it's like if a guy goes to uh, pulls pulls you down for a guillotine, right? So he wraps his arm around the back of your neck 
and then has your head kind of in like an old school headlock mm-hmm. yeah. and then drops to the ground so that he's yeah. on his back and you've got he's got your head kind of like in his armpit and he's squeezing. Well, if they hang on for to that choke for too long, the guy on top that's in the choke can actually readjust the pressure and then lean into it by putting his shoulder onto your neck. And it actually is like it ends up it catches a lot of people off guard because they think that they're winning by having you in the tight guillotine. And then they don't realize that you're slowly pressing your shoulder and arm yep. into their neck. And then they end up tapping. And it's a, it's, a, it's very difficult Whoa. to pull off. And OSP has done it twice in the UFC. They're, I think they were considering renaming it the OSP choke. Nice. Which would be cool. I like him a lot. Um, came from football, I believe. Uh, played college football, I want to say. Nice. Um, and then Ilar Latifi, a guy from Sweden, the, the sledgehammer, looks exactly what you would expect. Big boy. Um, yeah. yeah. Big he boy. Looks always, like always Thor's good hammer. for an entertaining fight. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't boy. know. The light heavyweight division's kind of tied up right now with DC, the uh, Daniel Cormier, the current champion, fighting mm-hmm. uh, against the heavyweight champion. So, I don't know. This fight doesn't do much for me, but nah. it should be fun to watch. Um, co-main event, Jessica Andrade for Tisha Torres. I'm really excited for this one. I like Tisha Torres a lot. She trains out of Denver. She comes from a karate background, I think, but she's got really good striking. And um, really good abs. And really good abs. She's about to marry her soon-to-be wife. Nice. Um, yeah. Does she ever... Uh, I would Nina, hate to get in no, no, like nice. one of a fight with my spouse. Uh, Raquel Pennington. Uh, like uh, they're both UFC geez. fighters. Yep. So... <laughs> Um, however, Jessica Andraj, uh came down from 135 pounds to 115, and she absolutely beat the shit out of um, Claudia Gadea in her last fight, I believe, and uh, just looks like an absolute world beater at this division. So I'm going to have to pick Andraj in this one, sadly. I Andrade, hope Torres gets the upset, though. Andraj has, like, way more knockouts and submissions. Andraj was rooting for uh, Rose. Thug Rose for UFC 200. She came out on social media. Was like, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, so that she can beat her. Maybe I think so. Hmm. Hmm. That's weird. Side note. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and then uh, the main main event: Jeremy Stevens versus Josh. Emmett. Iowa boy. Jeremy versus Josh. Look, I love both these fighters. Oh, Jeremy. I. I mean, Josh Emmett has kind of had a resurgence. He's come back onto the scene. He um has really come out of nowhere. Here's my. Really big problem with this. Josh Emmett's last fight was a vicious knockout of Ricardo Lamas, but he came in three pounds overweight, four pounds overweight. That's such bullshit, dude. Gets the knockout. Such bullshit. And now you get a headlining slot like, dude, on yeah. your next fight. We talked about this last week. Yeah, that's such bullshit. It's Yoel like, Romero misses weight. Dude. He gets another title shot. Josh Emmett misses weight. He gets a headlining slot. Like, What kind of message is that sending to your fighters about the seriousness that you take about missing weight oh oh i know i know don't make weight charles yeah Yeah. don't make weight yeah Yeah, seriously i mean it's just another argument for the juice is worth the squeeze for missing the missing weight yeah you might lose a little bit of your purse but if you get the win which clearly it's been working out well for guys missing weight lately yeah the guys don't really care you suffer no repercussions really and if anything you just get the benefit of the win i don't know that's yeah, you get all the icing with uh, yeah. very little cake. Yeah. Crap. But yeah, yeah. hey, I'm rooting for Jeremy Stevens, Iowa boy. Let's yeah, go. I'm rooting for Jeremy too. I, Who the fuck is yeah. that guy? Josh Emmett. Josh Emmett's kind of a weird looking dude. <laughs> it's a weird tad he's got going on there. But <laughs> He's actually very cerebral. Yeah, he looks like Should be some good fights, hopefully. He looks like Professor X yeah. before he was wheelchair stricken, only with a huge tattoo. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so those fights are on Fox. Big Fox, not Fox Sports. Nice. Uh, wow. Saturday night. Very nice. Um, so I will be watching those. A lot of prelim fights that I'm looking forward to. It's nice that you don't have to shell out 65 clams for it, Evan. Exactly. It very nice. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's... Yeah. No that's clams. Awesome. Yeah. Be saving some money this weekend. Yep. We should find something to burn $65 on <laughs> instead. Yeah. Maybe my credit card debt will be a good start. Wow, you're so What's responsible. What's the fun in that? <laughs> yeah. Buy some, well, like, buy some like frozen yogurt to get over your whiny ex-girlfriendness mm. or something like that. Connor. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be like watching the fights with a picture of Connor McGregor <laughs> like right by on his the side. TV. Yeah, yeah. Just sitting there like They're old lipstick on the picture. <laughs> it's just not the same. Oh, man. Well, I th- think that just about runs us through everything that we had on yep. on the docket for today. Mm-hmm. This was a good one, guys. It's oh, exciting yeah. that uh, we got this going now. Oh, yeah. We've been sort of planning for this for a while, and uh, it's nice to see it actually come to fruition. But, uh, yes. Yeah. Well, when should we plan our next one? Maybe early next week or something like that? Yeah. Catch up on all this stuff. Yeah, we'll get our schedule figured out here. Cool. Well, yeah. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Again, this has been the very first edition of Stay at Home Fans. Uh, we hope that you guys can, uh, what was our catchphrase? Uh, rate, subscribe, comment. Rate, review, and subscribe. Rate, Bingo. review, and subscribe. Triple R. Yeah. Triple R. Well, Triple RS. Nope. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> Double RS. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. Wow. Well, it sounds like Rate, my review, right. read, subscribe. <laughs> we, yeah, we, definitely we, read our podcast. <laughs> yeah. We better sign off before we oh, quit yeah. making asses of ourselves. Definitely. But uh, again, this has been the Stay at Home, fo- stay at home oh, Fans no. Podcast. Ah, it's over, dude. Uh, hit the music, Evan. Yeah. <laughs> We're out of here. Stacey Adams, no shirt, Jules